Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome to this episode. I have not recorded a podcast in a while, especially a solo episode. Um, I just haven't necessarily been in the mood to do so, but I wanted to talk about why you should read your horoscope for your rising sign. This will be like a super quick podcast. I say that and I hope I don't go on for 20 minutes, but um, I don't know when like horoscopes became a mainstream thing. I could research that. Um, but it is more common to know your sun sign or kind of be lumped into a group of people based on like the day you were born, right? So I was born on May 29th. So if someone's like, oh my gosh, I was born on May 26th, like the dates are close. It's like, oh my God, we're both Geminis. And then there's like a commonality and a connection. And that's just what humans are like. So when the year is broken down into these like 12 astrological seasons, you know, it's it's easy to just think off the top of your head like, oh, I'm my birthday is like March 25th. Okay, March 25th, that's the beginning of Aries season, right? Like it's you can, well, I know that off the top of my head, but if you google like what season, like it'll be really easy just to figure it out. Um I did have somebody attend a workshop that I did and I gave her her chart and I said oh you're Pisces and she looked at me so confused and she's like I'm an Aquarius and I was like what and I'm like oh my gosh the wrong birth date's in but I'm like is this the correct date and time like the exact time of your birth and she's like yeah and I'm like oh you're a zero degree Pisces sun so I'm like the moment you were born this like the sun shifted right into Pisces right and she was like kind of shocked but as we went through the workshop, I think she was like, her moon's also in Pisces. So I feel like um, she had a realization like, huh, maybe I'm not an Aquarius. She said she didn't really resonate with some of the Aquarian things. And I'm like, this is why we put in our t- like exact time of birth, right? So if you're like born on a cusp, say the word like cuspy, you don't know whether like which one you are exactly. So like if someone was born on May 20th, like right off the top of my head, I have no idea if that would be Taurus or Gemini. Like I'd have to see their chart. Um, so because every year it's different, like the exact moment down to the second where we have like shift in in the sun sign energy. So um, if you're born on a cusp, like go immediately to astro.com or like astro-charts.com, put in your info and um, see what it says, right? I think somebody else looked at their chart too and they're like, I'm a Pisces, I'm a Pisces. And I'm like, oh, it says your chart's an Aquarius. I'm sorry, not Aquarius. An Aries. They were born on March 20th and it said they were like a zero degree Aries sun. And they're like, no, I'm a Pisces. I'm sensitive. I'm this, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you you know, 
you identify with what you want, but the sun sign isn't the only thing. And when you actually look at your chart, you see all these other things, right? It's this big wheel. And um, yeah, so for the, for, I don't even know where I was going with this, but with your horoscope, it's just really easy to just be like, I was born in this section of the year. I'm this zodiac sign, right? Now, this is where I wish I could like be having an actual conversation with whoever's listening. Like, okay, raise your hand if you don't resonate with your sun sign. Like, is that you? Um, like, tell me, reach out on social. I have it in the outro, like where you can find me and in the little description box for all of these. Um, but yeah, some people don't resonate with it. So, okay. I'm getting to why you should read your horoscope for your rising sign. So my, for example, I'm a Gemini sun sign. And I have Venus in Gemini as well. So I have double Gemini in my chart. That's why I'm talking to a microphone right now. And I'm, you can't see, but I'm moving my hands as I speak. But personal planets, so like Mercury, Venus, and Mars, right? Like they're not, they're not all in Gemini. Fun fact, my grandpa's chart, it's all like that. He's like four planets in Gemini. It's crazy. And, but like my Mercury is in Taurus, right? Like a season back. And then my Mars is in Virgo. That's just like for the year. I discovered I was born during like a Mars retrograde. But like I, my Mars isn't retrograde, but it was in the like the time frame I was born. It like would be going retrograde in the future. So like a lot of people born in 1997 for a good chunk of like six months of the year have Mars in Virgo, I think. Again, you have to, you'd have to look at like an ephemeris for that. But I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I have Mercury and Taurus, right? So somebody who's born like at the end of May could have some Taurus placements, even though they're a Gemini. And then somebody who's a Taurus sun sign, if they were born in the end of Taurus season or even the middle, they could have some Gemini placements or some Aries placements because of the other planets moving around. So if you don't resonate with your sun sign, you need to look at the other things in your chart. That's number one. That's why like horoscopes are very just kind of like vague. There are a lot of people that say like horoscopes aren't even like real because as a human being, you'll you'll try to resonate with something in there if you believe, like if you're like, if I'm, let's say I'm going to read the Gemini horoscope, right? I will just try to connect to something in there because I believe I'm connected to Gemini, right? So, um, yeah. And as humans, we're just going to try to relate to it. And it's kind of easy to write relatable content. Like you could be feeling stressed this week. Like you're going to feel stressed this week. That's just like what it is. Um, so yes, but if you have been reading the horoscope, they're, they're fun. But if you're going to read your horoscope though, you can read it for your sun sign. Sure. Cause that's probably what you've always done. I used to always read the Gemini one. Okay. But you got to read for your rising sign and I'll tell you why. So if you have your chart up, it's always fun to have your chart up like when listening to anything astrology related. So you have a visual of what you can see. I'm a very visual learner. So get get like any chart up, like type in a person, something needle chart and just have a, a chart. It's, it's a wheel, right? And you have 12 different triangles, pizza slices. They're called houses. And they start at a dark 
black line on the chart called AC or ASC. And that's your ascendant or your rising sign. And that starts off the beginning of your houses. And it's what determines your first house, the house of self, the house of like what your soul really feels like it's here to do. And that is the sign you read your horoscope for. Because if I, like it's, I've written horoscopes before and they're really fun. And it's, I don't say it's easy to write horoscopes. I mean, each astrologer is going to have a different flavor of how they write what's happening for each rising sign. But right now, as I'm recording this, it's Gemini season. It's Mercury retrograde. I can hear an ambulance outside and it's distracting me. You probably cannot hear it because I got the little mic, but I get so distracted by the, okay. So right now we're in Gemini season and Mercury's retrograde as I'm recording this, but everybody has Gemini somewhere in their chart. So you look for like the two lines and then there's like a line on top, line on bottom. Like they're connected. My astrology teacher says it's almost like you connect like the, it's like all the information. If it's like around you, it's like bringing it down and like sharing it with everyone. It's like, like almost like a connector. Okay. The ambulance has passed. And so we all have Gemini in a, in a point in our chart and Gemini is expressed in our lives in a certain way, AKA the triangle that the that it's in, right? So for Gemini season, if I were to write horoscopes for Gemini season right now, I would say Gemini risings. Like I'd be like, Gemini, it's your season. It's all about you. You're going to maybe really like, you know, feel yourself, feel your energy. You might have a lot of energy. You might feel more active. You're just going to kind of want to get back into a rhythm and a routine that feels like you. So that'd be Gemini first house, right? Then if we move down the wheel, down, so then we would go to Cancer, right? So I'm a Cancer rising. My whole life I've read the Gemini horoscope. No, no, you got to read the Cancer rising horoscope because for me, I'm a Gemini sun sign, but um, I don't feel super, like it's like when it's your birthday, it's hype, it's your birthday, you know? But I don't – I've never really felt, like, super high energy around my birthday or in Gemini season. I've always just felt really, like, quiet. And then, like, July and August, I'm like, let's go because it's, like, my first and second house. Right, right. Okay. So if you're a Cancer rising right now in Gemini season, um, you're going to be feeling very, like, reflective and retrospective and just, like, in this, like, introverted – cocoon of uh, meditation, sleeping more, you might feel more tired, you just want to rest more, and you might randomly cry, right? Because you're in a, you're in a 12th house theme right now. If, you, if you're a Leo rising, you're in your 11th house. You're going to be like, okay, let's connect with people. I need to see my friends who might, like, it's going to be a really, like, social energy for you, Right? So as you're, like, as I write horoscopes before I start writing, I write down, like, the the 12 signs, and then I write down the house theme. And then from that, you just, like, take that theme and you use your creativity and words and you write a horoscope, right? 
and everyone will interpret it differently. Like I say 11th house, someone might say, oh, you might be feeling more technology connected, Leo, Leo Risings, right? You might be like, I don't know, you might like host a Zoom class or like just do join an online networking group or I don't know. <laughs> There's so many different ways to like look at it. Um, if you are a Virgo rising, 10th house theme for you, right? So career focus. Um, if you are a Libra rising, it's a ninth house focus for you. So like education, travel, adventure. See, I'll, I'll go through all of them. So whatever you are, you're going to hear yours. Um, okay, what was I on? Scorpio, it's your eighth house for Gemini. So like deep diving into some kind of info or you might be feeling very like detective-y trying to figure something out, but it'll be emotional and internal focus in you and you might just have heavier emotions, which um, to say that to a Scorpio rising. Um, <laughs> then what's next with Sag rising? It's your seventh house theme because it's your opposite if you're because if it's Gemini season, that's like right across from Sad Rising. This is my brother. Probably won't like that. I'll say that. So anything that is like Silver Sad Rising, anything where there's a one-to-one -one connection, like, you know, very close friends, your partner, any kind of seventh house theme, people say there's like a seriousness to business partnerships or seriousness with your partner. Or if you are dating somebody, it's almost like, do you get serious with them? Because the seventh house is more like contracts marriage, like a long-term relationship building. Um, next, we have Capricorn rising, which is their sixth house. So it's very work and service oriented. So like you might feel like you're working more or establishing more like healthy boundaries with work or your health and well-being, you know, more like getting into the routine of being like physically active, anything for your health and well-being that's so that you can maintain a life of helping people in service, probably through teaching in some way. Um, then we have Aquarius Risings, which is the fifth house, fifth house theme. So very much a creative season for Aquarius Risings. Um, this is what I'd call the dating house, um, house number five for them. Um, just like having fun, lighthearted fun, tapping into things you really like to do as a kid. Um, anything that's like authentic, creative, self-expression, speaking that out into the world. Pisces rising would be Gemini season is all about your home life. You might want to be at home more, connect with family more, redecorate your home, move, anything to do with like your home, um, where your roots are. Aries rising is the third house. So anything, communication projects, local neighborhood things, just feeling very connected, like stand in a circle and draw like a 20 kilometer radius around you and like you're going to know what's happening. Um, Taurus rising, the second house. So like work, money. How am I earning money? How is work going? Could I make more money? Where are all my things? And then the things with money, it just directly 
with the Taurian theme of like, um, oh, what was I going to say? Like, are you being valued for really what you're worth? Okay, I did that with like out looking, like without looking at like a piece of paper to make sure I did that right. So I'm hoping I did that right. If I listen back, Mercury is in the retrogrades. Um, but yeah. And I see how I did that like in the wheel, right? See now if you're a Sagittarius sun, but you're a Taurus rising and you read a horoscope that was written for a Sagittarius rising, but that's your sun sign. So like you're not in that house theme right now. There might be something in that horoscope that you you take from it and it resonates with you, but you got to read for your rising sign because your rising sign says the the, the, house, the house theme you're in, right? It's a more accurate read for what's actually going on, right? It's like if you read for your rising sign, it's like what you would get from an astrologer in a transit reading. So if I were to do like a 30-minute transit reading with a client and they're like, oh my gosh, like if I were to do it, okay, like my best friend's a Gemini rising and she's like, Lisa, what are my transits? What's going on in astrology? I'd be like, well, you're a Gemini rising. It's your season. Like, let's go. Like, are you are you more active? Are you going to the gym more? Are you being more social? Are you wanting to, like, get out there and just, like, be yourself? But, like, do you have, like, more energy right now? I don't know. I can ask her when I see her, but she could say yes. But um, she could get that from a horoscope as well, right? Now, I assume most astrologers write horoscopes for the rising sign. Um, like, one of my favorite sites – I can link it. You probably know like Astro style, the Astro twins, love them. They're two Sagittarius, just like amazing humans. And they say, read for your sun sign. I don't know how they write them, but when I read the Gemini one, when they, when, if you've ever read a horoscope and they're like, oh, and your seventh house of partnership, it really is only your seventh house of partnership if it's actually opposite your first sign, right? So like your first house. So for me as a Cancer Rising, my seventh house of partnership is Capricorn, right? So if I'm reading, you know, the Gemini horoscope and it's talking about my seventh house of partnership being in like Sagittarius, I'm just like, I'd be like, what? That's not, nope. So that's why we read for rising signs. So even go to Astro Star right now and like, and look to see what their, their horoscopes are amazing. I love the way that they write, um, but read for your rising sign. That's what I would say. Like, but if you really want to know what's going on, like themes in your life, don't even read the freaking horoscope. Like learn how to do it yourself and decode it because that's just the most empowering thing. Um, like I like, I love doing readings and connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one, but I truly do love teaching because I feel like you shouldn't have to rely on an astrologer like one of my clients said they're just like oh yeah when there's something going on and you need to call the astrologer it's like you shouldn't be relying on anybody um for stuff like that like we should be independently making decisions because that's when like the spiritual you know the the bad rap of the the people taking advantage of people in the spiritual world like really no I would not want people booking like monthly readings with me to go over their transits and helping them make decisions in life. Like I would object to that. Um, but teaching you how to use the system so you can look at it yourself and empower yourself with this knowledge 
Yeah. So if you want to empower yourself more with the horoscope that you're reading, read for your rising sign. I'll say it a bunch of times. My Mercury's in Taurus. I'm going to repeat myself. But if you really want to empower yourself, learn your chart, self-study it, and then learn how to read the transits in your chart as well. And then you just know what's going on. Like I can pull up my chart right now and just like see what's happening, right? And at any point in the year, you're most likely going to have all of the green transits on the outside of your chart clustered in one section, like around like two to four different houses, depending on where all the planets are. Um, And you're going to feel that throughout the year. Like you might feel really energized in fall, not in spring. Cool. Go with that. Learn your energy and empower yourself so that you're like, I don't know, making, like doing things at like the best time for you. And even if you don't like want to use the natal chart to do this, we've hit the 20 minute mark. Oh my gosh. I said at the beginning, I was going to talk for 20 minutes, but even if you don't want to use the natal chart and like use the system daily journaling, cause we're in gem season, daily journaling and tracking of like what, like journaling, how you feel doing morning pages, doing something and go back and like read what your journal says. And you could probably figure out if you journal for a whole year when your high points are like when you want to be like out with people. And like, if we're thinking from a business perspective, cause I do a lot of business stuff and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, the best times for you to actually be actively launching things, it's in your chart. So you can do it using like looking at your chart, looking at all of that information that um, like astro.com will give you about your chart and really self-studying to empower yourself. Or you can just tap inward and you'll know. Like my 12th house season hit when, when Gemini season started. I took a vacation from my um, like my nine to five job. And I did it because we had like the long weekend in Canada. And I was like, I only want to use four vacation days, right? So I can do other things in the summer. And I was like, wait, I literally took off like the first day of Gemini season. I didn't work for the first 10 days of Gemini season. I just like, I didn't do my nine to five. I floated with my energy. I slept in because I just so tired. And I was like, what's going on? And I'm like, you're having a 12th season experience. So next thing I'm going to do right after this recorded podcast on the 12th house, um, the 12th house season, because we all go through it. It's just, it's the sign. So whatever your rising sign is, go one back, right? So I'm a Cancer rising, Gemini is my 12th house, right? If you're a Sagittarius rising, Scorpio is your 12th house. If you're a Libra rising, Virgo is your 12th house. Like one sign back, it's almost like you need to reflect on everything that you've done in a whole year before you can just like pop out in your first house season and just be ready to like rock it. Like think of the first house is ruled by Aries. There's a warrior energy. But um, any I go to a lot of Aries like who are like to teach me because that's my Saturn placement. That's another story. But Aries energy is like let's effing go. <laughs> like let's go. Let's go now. What, what do you mean you're not ready? Like just go. Go, go, let's go. So – but before you do that, though, you have to rest because like, else, how are you going to have the energy to do that, right? I could go on about like the rest to success thing, but I won't. So, yeah, that's all I have. So hopefully you got something out of this and you now know like read for your rising sign. Hopefully I've like over explained it and repeated myself enough where it kind of something's like stuck. Um 
But if you want to start self-studying, I just put courses up, like online courses. Like I did an eight-week program last year and I recorded it all and it's like up for like anyone to do now. Um, And that's probably the best way to like self-study. I like videos, but also getting books, right? I have a book as well. Uh, The podcast is named after you're going to hear about it in the outro, but I'm just like opening it. I, there's like a note section in it, like a journaling section. So like I put notes in my book. It's cool. I sometimes look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, Gemini season, go do um, on the podcast. If you're like on here listening, you want to listen to something else. You've listened to all of this. God bless you. Um, Like people who listen to like the entire episodes, like who are you? Tell me. (laughs) But um, I have like a Vada meditation on here which is like air go do that meditation if you're feeling like too buzzy that's how I describe it too buzzy and scattered from gem season and mercury retrograde go do that meditation it's on here there's a few other ones too but like they're free on the podcast go listen to them and just sort of and relax as we move through a very chaotic May there's like a few days left of May as I'm recording this but it's been a month and hopefully you've already Googled and read your horoscope for your rising sign. Tell me if it resonates more. I'd love to know. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.